Pickaxe. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Pickaxe. Oh, what was that little lovely nugget of uh, audio that you just heard? That was the new sting for the start of podcasts that are in our podcast network, what we have just made, called the Pickaxe Network. We're going to put all the Yogscast podcasts in there, and hopefully there's a lot of people in the Yogscast and beyond who should be doing podcasts, and hopefully this network will be a way to make that happen, to cross-promote each other, and be very, very good. We're not owned by some big corporation, it's just still the Yogscast. So yes, the quality is going to be as high as always. Hope you like what we're doing, and thank you for listening to our podcasts. Just, I'm sorry to interrupt your scheduled programming. Uh, back to the episode of whatever podcast you're listening to right now, which I assume is Triforce. Uh, I should stop now. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Triforce podcast. Thanks for joining us. Oh, man, thanks thanks for being here. Gosh. (laughs) What a time. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to hang out with my buds. Yeah. 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 And also thanks to the audience. Oh, God, yeah. Thank you, too. Thanks for for listening to this crap. Cheers. Are you playing a game, Sips? I can hear some keyboards. What are you playing? I'm playing Final Fantasy XIV. You are not. You're you're playing it while we're doing the podcast. I always play games while we do the podcast. It's a gaming podcast that's well, so meant rude to be anyway. man no I, listen I, this game is so mindless though like you just it, it's it's an mmo right so it's like hey, deliver 12 hot dogs to gary in this uh, faraway place okay and i run there and i deliver the hot dogs and uh when i'm done i get that uh, overwhelming sense of achievement uh, after delivering the hot dogs so. i can hear the keystrokes of you moving to deliver the hot dogs well, right now. i do have a mechanical keyboard so um, so we're gonna it, what are you doing right now and who are you playing i want to uh, know if you're I've, gonna if you're gonna be playing this through the whole podcast i'm gonna have to listen to the key key well, I, look, I, created tell a, me more. I created a new character so that i can i can stream this a bit later on and maybe like you know see if i can get something going uh i created a character called old old hogan he is a uh, big big brawny bruiser and uh right now i'm slaying rats and ladybugs <laughs> You know, it's, this, it's the start of my adventure. And, so, and this uh, cannot wait until 11 when we finish no, the you, podcast. You can't no. save this as well, this gold, for your audience. Do you know what I mean? No, like, no. I, I feel like you should treat them with no, it. No, no. The thing know. is, I'm, uh, like, I, I, I have much less time nowadays, so I've got to be a lot more efficient. I have to multitask right. a lot, you know? like mm. Even th- today, I did squats while I brushed my teeth. Did so. you? That's, I did. Dumb, that's that's. I usually just um, brush your I teeth. Usually comp- I usually go to loo and do squats. Right. Yeah. Well, not me. In got... the shower. Yeah. I do like all four at once. Yeah. That's I'm a like good a. Idea. I'm like a machine. I am too. Just. I'm a. Just. A... I'm a lean, mean, uh, questing machine <laughs> and squatting machine and toothbrushing machine as well. Are you concerned that you're not going to be? I mean, the, the thing about MMOs is that they don't end, right? The, no, they never that, do. I mean, yeah. you're 
playing, I guess, quests if you just started from literally 10 years ago. Yes. And uh, you've got like four expansions worth of trying to keep people a monthly subscription going. It's massive. The amount it is of content a huge in gig, that yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It's surprisingly big. Yeah. Everyone's jumped ship from WoW after all after all the Blizzard stuff and everyone's now talking about Final Fantasy 14. It's the it's the hot new MMO. There have been some other ones come out like New World. Like yeah, the, um, well that's not out yet. That's coming out pretty soon. But uh, I think, uh, you know what, Lewis? You particularly, I think you'd like this. It's a very focused on solo play for an MMO. <laughs> um, which you I didn't like. like it. I you... didn't like it. I played it like um, during the lockdown because I was getting a bit lonely about yeah. the year ago and it was on offer for like, I don't know, 95% off or something. So I was like, oh, I'll pick it up. Yeah. And it had a free month. So I was like, oh, I don't want to pay for a month. But no, I didn't renew my subscription. No. I, 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 funny, funny story uh, from me uh, in that regard. I subscribed to this game for about 400 days. I got all these rewards for being subscribed and everything. Total play time, like two hours. Uh, mm. just didn't cancel my sub. Uh, just yeah, I hated the get, uh, website, yeah. the interface, and uh, couldn't bear to 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 do it. And uh, just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Didn't realize that a year had gone by. So uh, I got to get my money's worth of this game now. I've I've paid a year's worth of subscription for it, and I haven't played it. So it's I time subscribed to... to Google's thing, Stadia, for a year by accident. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, I just cancelled that this week. But I I, I, subs- I signed up because it had Orcs Must Die 3 on it, which yes. you played recently. Yeah, yeah, um, I loved it. Because that just came so out good. on Steam. And I was like, oh, shit, that's the game I subscribed to Stadia for. I wonder whether I'm still... Of course I am. Yeah. Uh, that's how they get you. But yeah, um, Orcs Must Die 3 is okay. It's I good. I saw you streaming it. I loved it. So you yeah. haven't had fun with it. I thought it was great. Humankind came out this week, which I, I had quite a bit of fun with. I've, um, I think it's quite fun. Yeah, I like, I, I, uh, I, like I played it a while game. back. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. So yeah, it's got it's got the whole the whole of it now, which yeah. ugh, it's, it's a bit it's a bit weird, but right. it's it's pretty good. Is it weird because you're not good at it yet, or is it weird because it's actually weird? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. I tried playing um, it uh, when it was available. I think it was on Epic or something, and you could play the beta or something. Yeah, is yeah. That, it's like, kind of like Civ, right? But it was like they had a series of pre-releases. They made Endless Legend. They've made these strategy games before, yeah. which have been okay. Yeah, okay. I, my biggest problem is because I played that other one. What's it called? Ancient Old World. Ancient World. Oh, well, oh man, yeah, what was sure. that? What was that game? Sorry to derail here slightly, but what was that game that we played? Was it Off World Trading Company? Yeah. Remember yeah. when we played it and the the voice lines were like not. Complete oh, or whatever. Yeah, that was such Pirates. a good game. I hate these damn <laughs> bastards. Oh yeah, God. <laughs> Man, that was but so the, funny. So the, the thing with Old World is that the, they took one of the most frustrating parts out of all of those forexes, out of every forex I've ever played, which is it takes forever to move your fucking units around, like really frustratingly, and that's what makes it board gamey. So Old World doesn't really have that. You can move your lads quite far. Um, and what limits it is that you have a number of orders that you can give per turn. But your unit mobility is quite large, and it should be. Yeah. Because if you're saying five years have passed, why have my lads moved two tiles in five years? Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, to have this historical thing is like, this is going to take us 15 turns to build. That's like hundreds of years. Okay, fair enough. But then why does it take my lads that long to move from one end of my small empire to the other? It's kind of silly. So they kind of took that out. Because I always <laughs> well, found it, it, made, it made war and it made responding to war so fucking difficult and encouraged you to just have a small turtly empire. Because you can't, like, not. I'm not even talking, like, conquering half the world like ancient Rome or whatever. 
I'm just talking about a little three or four city empire. Why does it take me 10 turns to move my lads? It's daft. So they well, took yeah, that like out a, of it. That's like the equivalent of 100 years of time right. to like but walk so, in so, uh, somewhere. Um, what was it? Ancient, not, not ancient legend. Um, what was it Endless, called? Endless legend. Yeah. 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 Your lads move unbelievably slowly in that. And like, even though they've got all this magic and they can build cities, you have to research roads, which I never understood. You should, <laughs> they know how to do roads. <laughs> roads can don't build just pave themselves. Flax. It's just uh, you, stupid. you have to learn how to do it. Yeah, but we can build a tower that reaches higher than any building in the city. No problem. Roads? What's that? What the fuck, man? Give us roads. They're so stupid. Why can't uh, I like, build I'd city like walls? I'd like to see you make a road, Mr. I can make a road uh, right roads now. Are stupid. You couldn't. It wouldn't be a good road. Nobody would want to use it. It'd be a shit road. What are you talking about? I'm not It'd making a road. It'd be a terrible road. road. No, yeah, I'm well, not making I, a road. yeah, but you seem to, to hold a lot of, of judgment towards people who want to aspire to make a road. No, I'm saying why can't, why don't they start with road technology, given that they also have all this engineering technology? I'm not an engineer. They clearly have engineers. Oh, clearly not. Because I mean, of the shit you, they've built. They've start with like wizards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like. What do you think? They should conjure a road. <laughs> they should death stranding a road. You just yeah, put. Fucking whatever, do it. Spawn one in. But the funny thing is, with Endless Legend, I, I've always, I always wanted a Civ version of it because it was all cr crap. Like, it was always like, what should I research? Oh, you want to research spondulating magic wing yeah, wingles. Yeah. Which has been a, a long time complaint of ours about 4X games is if it's set in a non-Earth universe, the technology needs to have names that sound like real things. You cannot yeah. call it some crazy fucking word and have some image of something that doesn't look like anything you've ever seen and be like, this will give you access to nerdles and creep floorballs. Huh? Yeah. Like, I don't know what any of this <laughs> Those is. Those are accessible early in the uh, game? That oh, sounds yeah, a little crazy. bit OP, actually. <laughs> Earlier than roads, mate. That's, that's stupid as hell. You start off with the nerdles and floorballs yeah, straight yeah, away. It's Fuck crazy. That. What is, okay, well, that's, my that, whole point, that's right? a no, yeah. no buy from me. No buy. That's no buy. <laughs> So no yeah, I've been I've been doing that. Hey, listen, Flex. Um, uh, games games that you might like if you've never played it before. Um, I would recommend um, trying out Project Zomboid. It's uh, it's changed a lot. If you played it a long time ago, I played it a very long time ago. Okay, if you played it a very long, it a long, time, very long ago, time ago, and I hated it. What you yeah. what you want to do is um, uh, boot it up again. Go to the betas um setting in Steam and go for Build Forty One, which has like all the new stuff that they're working on. Man, it's great. It's changed a lot. It's really fun. It's so really, is it really still fun. like an almost top-down-ish, you're yeah. a lad surviving in a town and you go around and try and like... Loot and stuff. It's Live a bit like... through the day and the night and all the rest of it. And you can yeah, barricade yeah. windows and doors and yeah. things like that. Yeah, and then, yeah, and, and fight zombies and try to survive and... Is it is it a single-player game? It's single-player with multiplayer coming. You you will be able to play it multiplayer. Um, that I sounds think the... like it might be quite fun. Yeah, yeah, because you can imagine... Um, I think when I tried playing um, multiplayer, we had it set up for uh, when you joined. If you died, you were banned from the server, so you couldn't just come back. You know, like as a new guy or wow, whatever. That's it was awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. So like, there's 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 definitely things that you can do to to make it a bit more interesting. Um, if you play solo, if you load up a map and you play a character, and your character dies and gets turned into a zombie, you can then create a character on the same map and go and hunt down your previous zombified character mm. kill it and take all of his stuff and you'll still have access to any bases or anything that you built or whatever uh which is kind of cool too um we had a couple of runs like i've been playing it recently had a couple of runs where i spawned in almost right next to where my previous guy died so i was right. able to just 
quickly pick up where I left off. Or if you want to go for like the the true hardcore experience, just uh, make a new map every time you die and start from scratch, hmm. which is pretty fun too. Um, but it's nice. It's uh, it's got all the uh, it's got lots of like really sort of uh, deep uh, mechanics and stuff. Um, and it's 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 just it's just really fun to try to survive. And hmm. I'll give it a go. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, at the moment, sure. I'm on a RimWorld tip. So I've just been playing yeah. that all for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they've just, um, this ideology thing has come out for it where you can design a religion. And some people were asking, well, what's the point? But if you think about it, a lot of people that play RimWorld want to play it a different way. Some people like, uh, like I, I just like to sort of turtle and try and get my guys into a decent place where we can build the ship and fuck off. Yeah. Other people want to build like, um, oh, I harvest the organs of my prisoners and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you want, like I, I actually, but it's difficult because sometimes- I like how those are the two play styles. <laughs> they, those are. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing is like- They're sometimes not mutually exclusive. Well, no, they are because it pisses off your colonists if you Okay, do but have you ever tried playing it like this, Flax? Every time somebody um, annoys you, even if it's an animal or whatever, you have to administer a smoke leaf joint to them, whether they like it or not. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Because you that's, can do a, that. that's a fun way of playing too. But if you wanted, you could make it so that your people actively seek that out. So previously, yeah. sometimes you would have this funky playstyle, but your people would get upset about it. Like they'd be like, you say human that people, meat and stuff." You say that people don't actively hunt out a smoke leaf joints. No, really, no, listen. No. I don't know if I ever told you this story about the one time I was playing RimWorld. I had a uh, I had a colonist who got into a gunfight and was shot in the head but didn't die but had such bad brain damage that they became a vegetable so they were still alive in a sense uh like they were still breathing and just occupying a bed full time and uh, people would come in and wash them and feed them every day and stuff uh so one day we decided hang on a second let's make life a little bit more interesting for this person and force them to smoke a joint because why not right well it killed them they, they died. <laughs> so we does I thought, the, the I moral thought, of the story I is he was that we get better. can kill, okay? Uh, contrary to popular belief. Better. Yeah, no, I just... thought it would make their life better too, but no, it actually, it, it just aced Can you imagine if he just away. stood up and be like, wow. Just lips touch the, uh, touch the dube and that was it. Did they administer it wrong or something? Did I they don't just, know how like... you can do that. I mean, they didn't try to shove it up their ass or anything like that. I think if, just... if they've got um, any kind of brain injury, Injury. I yeah. think if you take the smoke leaf, it, it essentially counts as like an injury or a modifier to the brain. So oh, I guess right. it just pushed them over the edge or something yeah, yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, so if you wanted, you could run. design a religion yeah. where that was like your whole thing was getting high. Um, and you can also have a bunch of cannibal nudists uh, and they get upset if they're not eating human meat. So if you want to build that kind of sort of run, you can do that. Um, and it, you know you get bonuses and you get special rituals. So we have two rituals at, at, in my religion: Baldism or Guntopia, I think this one is. Right. And you can uh, we have like a big celebration. We have like a big conversion ritual where we That's try nice. to convert people to our religion. And we also have an, a public execution ritual. And the best thing is you do the execution on one of your prisoners, and the people will be like, "That was a good execution." And it like gives them a, a boost in their morale. Or they could be like, "That was a really <laughs> mediocre execution." I'd love to know what's going on in the execution that. You're like, eh, it was okay. Eh, wasn't anything special. And what happens when it's a really corking execution that really cheers everybody up? I want I want more details. I, I guess that was like in in medieval times. People would all come out for the 
executions like it was an event and they'd buy the peanuts and stand around yeah. you know eating them and um, wait for some guy to have his head chopped off and they want they want him to you want to have it a nice clean in one you don't want him to like miss a few times well, if he was a away. dickhead you wouldn't mind that but I, I think I don't know if some of it was to see someone famous almost like if you're right. a medieval peasant and suddenly there's the you know the one of Henry VIII's wives he's had enough of you get to go and see wow there she is and is they're going to cut her head off oh yeah no, it'll be quite uh, exciting which... I guess <laughs> Man, what a game! It's such a <laughs> such it a is. good one. It's it's so so, so talking good. about so uh, about famous people. I was just looking up Zoe Deschanel this morning because I remember that she was in sure everything a few years ago. Yeah, and she's yeah, not yeah. in anything anymore. So here's a list of of Zoe Deschanel uh, in the two thousands between two thousand. And 2010, 28, 28 movies between 2000 and 2009. That's a okay. lot. In 2007, 20. she put four, five films out. Wait, sorry, seven so films. Wait, she was so in you're seven saying her things. active period sort of just promptly ended at? Uh, she had a decade in 2009. Yes, she had and a she decade hasn't done where she was since. in fucking everything. Then in the 2011, she did a couple of movies. Then there was four years before she was in another couple of movies. Maybe she spent those four years just getting real deep into crypto or something. No, like, she did know? a TV show called The New Girl. She was in that. Oh. Um, but apparently now she's a mum and she did some singing as well, even though her voice oh. kind of annoys me. But it's just weird to think like that an actor could be everywhere, in, in everything, seemingly, Wasn't and she then just in, vanishes. Did she play the uh, lead uh, female role in the movie Elf? Is that she the same was, person? That was Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm thinking I, of the I've right person. To say. Yes. Firstly, people come and go, right? There is this. There is a prevalent thing where women over a certain age have, who've been typecast into Some the romantic just comedy come. are too aged. Yeah. Are too aged. Too aged. Too, age, too aged to do. You know, it's horrible in Hollywood. There, there, there's a squeeze of these sort of slightly older women. We've we spoken about this young, before. Hundred percent comedy star. But see, sometimes people do want to quit when they've got kids to this bring is up true. and it, families. It does, and stuff. it does definitely happen to women. However, in the case of Brendan Fraser, may I make the point that it also happens to men sometimes. They're what, a they, bunch they of stuff, put on weight. and then they just fucking disappear. They just disappear. No, no, he's not. Hasn't disappeared. If anything, he's far more visible than he's ever been. <laughs> 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 he's he's meant to be coming back. I'm not. I don't. I don't mean to judge, but I mean if I think if you if you take a break and you're in the public eye and you come back and you packed it on a little bit it's not not ideal well but look at mark mark hamill got big and chubby didn't he before the uh, um kind of he got re he got before the new star wars movies he got he got fit he got like a trainer and stuff he was quite out of shape i think oh, um sure I before mean, the the force awakens maybe stuff. he just took a break and got deep into crypto and you know just Who, like, brendan oh no mark hamill mark oh, hamill we hamill. moved on from <laughs> brendan is so insignificant he's we not he was, from, he was a, he was a big he was, star he was dude. a big star he was i know but he just kind of disappeared didn't he his performance in quiet american was really good and i thought oh he's gonna like move into being like a proper actor actor yeah uh rather uh, than he was really in good in Blast shit. from the Past and Encino Man. Um, oh, man. But see, that's the stuff that I thought, like, that was him coming up. You know what I mean? Like, you get these actors, they can really act, but they he get shit the like Mummy. George of the Jungle. Yeah. That's George the kind of, the of movie they get. I think his biggest movies had to have been The Mummy, right? Like, he was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. By far, and he was, yeah. he, so he was in The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor oh, in 2008, shit. which shit. I hadn't even heard of. No. You had an uncredited cameo in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, which, Fuck. I mean, if you've got an Never uncredited either, cameo yeah. in a bad movie, that's saying something. Then in 2013, he was in six movies, none of which I've heard. Some of them were direct to DVD. 
direct to DVD, direct to DVD in 2013. That's saying something. That's bad. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like people were definitely not massively into DVDs in 2013. Yeah, like that's already on the downward spiral. And then he did like one film in 2014, a voice in a terrible computer animated movie. Then he did nothing for five years. And then he was in two more things you've never heard of. Then another two years, and now There's apparently he's There's some sort of like Reddit campaign yeah. to get him back. There is, I, I feel like bad him. for what I said about Brendan Fraser. I, I was just joking. I hope that you guys realize that. I was just joking. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm not like a shamer or anything like that. I just thought it was a bit funny, you know, like uh, it, it low hanging fruit. There's a couple of actors though who are kind of like Brendan Fraser, who you would mistake for Brendan Fraser. And do you, do you know what I mean in movies? I guess like Nathan Fillion and pe some other people in the industry have got that similar kind of wise goofy, you know, goofy vibe Fraser -esque. yeah I think I just feel like he's accidentally got f forgotten because there were like cheap knockoff versions no that he was in a load of shit him. that's the problem is yeah. he was in some absolute shit and it kind of killed his career wait I think I think I think we also should probably mention uh, if we're talking about uh, famous people that uh, about Sean Locke and that he died uh, yeah, yeah, yes, very, sad. very sad. Yeah. sad. Very sad, yeah. Big fan. He's only fi 58 years old. He 58. died of cancer. Yeah, cancer. Apparently, he was tragic. like one of those guys that people consider like a comedian's comedian. Like, yes. you know, one of those guys that other comedians love uh, in a way that, I mean, I'm not saying Sean Locke wasn't popular. Everybody knew Sean Locke. But it's not like he was, uh, you know, your Michael fucking McIntyre, who's very successful, but shit. Sure. Sean yeah. Locke was like. He's, he's very successful, and I agree. He's not the best, but every once in a while, Michael McIntyre does make me laugh honestly like uh, he just like it's very rare but he well, does that is his job he does <laughs> have the ability every once in a while to make me laugh like it's probably uh, not a very like, good comedian if which that's is it. which is more than i can say for a lot of people actually so it's not you know right i, th I think i think credit well, where let's it's not due, name any names he made me laugh one time so no we should name names which comedians do you not like um I'm trying to think of a comedian that I don't like. Um, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Lee Evans, honestly. Lee Evans hasn't done stand up for like twenty years. I know, but when he did do it, I didn't I didn't like it really. Like I didn't find no, it. No, he was never funny. But I mean, he was just like he was like before him. It was Phil Cool. Do you, does anyone remember Phil Cool? Oh my no. god, that I don't even remember. So that, Phil no. Cool was in the eighties. All he did was weird faces. Oh. Like that was it. His whole stand up act was he did he had a very rubber face. Yeah, and that was that was Phil Cool's whole act pretty much was he could pull strange faces huge huge in the 80s feel cool and then vanished of course lee right. evans whole thing was he sweated a ridiculous amount and was incredibly active a very physical comedian on stage yeah was in a few movies people were like can we use this is this anything and then it just kind of everyone was like not really so lee evans career just kind of it's very out. sweaty yeah <laughs> he was very he sweaty, yeah. sweaty he was very joe sweaty. pasquale he was he had big a squeaky voice yeah. what about that was bobby it? davro was he a comedian yeah i think but he, he was, was more 70s a... and 80s bobby davro. i would say that i don't like bobby Davro that much. Well, no, but no, again, well, can no. you pick something that our audience might have heard of? Um, what, like more recent, sort of? Yeah, something in the last decade would be nice. Maybe someone who's appeared I don't know, on... I feel like stand-up is in, is in a weird spot now, because unless you're going to comedy clubs and, and stuff, the only, the only access you have to stand-up is the big Netflix shows and stuff now, I feel No, like. but it's all the panel shows, do you know what oh, I mean? It's I guess the panel on, shows, on, too, It's yeah. all the guests on QI and 8 out of 10 cats and all these you know, every, everything. What about know, that guy, the guy that played the vampire in uh, 
IT crowd. I'll tell you who Noel I don't like. Isn't, I, I don't Fielding? like Ramesh Ranganathan. I think he's shit. Oh, I like Ramesh. Uh, I think he's really he funny. He annoys me. Uh, I don't think he's very funny. I just He's just irritating. I also, there's loads of people actually on this list I don't really like. Uh, I don't really think Jason Manford's all that funny. Uh, I don't like, I don't like, I don't really get James A. Cast. I know some people like love him to bits. I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I don't, I really don't like Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall. Well, wow, there's a list of these oh, is guys. Jack Whitehall the guy with the, the his dad? He does the stuff dad, with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. So that that show where it's him and his dad was actually quite funny. I, I don't like his, his stand-up. Um, I, I don't find Alan Davis funny. I don't find John Richardson funny i don't find uh jason mapford funny at all um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> russell howard okay. isn't funny milton jones isn't funny mickey flanagan all of these oh, guys jason Manford's these on guys. um the uh that show um the masked singer he was on. oh no this isn't i'm thinking of somebody else jason manford he's got he does like a quiz show now too right yeah yeah he's on one of the panel shows but like people like uh, lee mack i don't think like i've seen all of this lee mack's really funny guys. i like lee mack i like david mitchell oh, i like uh, lee mack as well actually yeah. um, the thing is it's it's uh it's, sometimes it's context too right like i don't find some of these people i don't find uh funny in certain shows but then in other shows they will be really funny if they're paired up with somebody or they have a good chemistry or whatever like they can be funny like if some of these people like you'll see them on something like taskmaster and uh you might not like them but then you'll see them doing something different and it'll be like oh my god actually they're they're kind of funny like uh i can't think of any examples of that oh no that guy the the bearded guy um the the, what's his name joe um joe something joe lysett is is not a bearded but he is no not joe lysett he's um he was in uh, he's in afterlife with uh ricky gervais joe brand no no he played the mailman (laughs) in in afterlife with uh i know the guy yeah 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 Um, and he's like he's funny enough like i don't dislike him i don't find him uh, like like unfunny but he's just like it's kind of like it's a bit you know slobby sort of stoner humor right but like he's very funny in taskmaster for example and and i warm to him a lot whilst watching i think that. there's so like, like it's all about context though right yeah, yeah. like i think that if you're with a crowd of people and it's and you're in the right mood i think we we probably would laugh at any of the people we mentioned given the right setting and mood and laughter is all about being comfortable yeah you know, I don't think I'm laughing at louder. Any comedian, however funny they are, no. if, I'm, if I'm in an airport I, like, I don't on my find, phone, or do you know like, what I mean? Jimmy Carr, for example, I don't find particularly funny. Um, and I think, like, kind of when he became more more known or well-known, uh, like when he was sort of, like, starting up or whatever, I went to see him live. He came over to Jersey and I went to see him. And, um, and some of it was actually funny. But again, because there was an audience and lots of people around you laughing and stuff like that, it it's an experience more so, right? Yeah, and I, but don't, I don't think I would. I don't think I would laugh if I watched one of his stand-ups. You know, like I, I in went my to see room. a comedian a few years ago. This is maybe maybe eighteen months ago. Um, called Evo Graham, who you right. will have seen pop up on panel shows from time to time. He is not funny, like at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. he, he is extremely. Right aggressively unfunny right and i went to see him because my mate well there's some of my mates and 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 me that live in london go go to see stuff and we're we're no judgment okay so we arrange to go out someone will arrange it and we will go even if it doesn't seem like it's going to appeal to us we will go to support the vibe of that group who goes to see stuff regardless Mm -hmm. so i would never have gone to see evo graham in 
ever because I, I don't think he's funny. But my mate was like, we should go see him. I really like him. We were like, cool, no judgment, we're going. I sat, we were in the front row and we sat there and I did not even smile once. <laughs> I wasn't trying. I wanted to be entertained. Believe me, I paid. Didn't even didn't even raise a smile. Did you do like really heavy sighing every time like you did no, a I joke didn't want to or be anything? A dick. Oh, okay. I didn't want to be a dick. The guy just isn't fucking funny. And the thing is, other people around me are laughing. And this is, I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. If you are in a group of people and everyone's laughing and you're not, they, if they're not, as long as they're not laughing at you, then it's very obvious that you, you fucked up. But what happens is you feel like you're missing out. Like, what am I missing out on? Like, why isn't this funny? It, that's why people take comedians very seriously. People get really angry about comedians that they don't like. Because yeah. you feel like you're missing out. You almost feel like you must be the butt of the joke. Why don't I get this? Everyone else finds this hilarious. But I'm watching this guy and people are laughing their asses off. And I'm like, what are you laughing at? Genuinely. Yeah. What What is so funny? Like, I understand how this joke is constructed and and everything like that. It almost makes me feel like I've got something wrong with my brain. That's the, I, It's so strange being in an audience with people who think something is hilarious and it's just doing nothing for you. Nothing. Yeah. It feels so, so weird. What about being in an audience um, and a song comes on and everybody starts clapping along to the song? Though? And you feel like, what? Yeah. What, what are you fucking doing? This? Why are you clapping? Like along to the beat of the song. Like, you wouldn't do that in any other situation. Like why have you well, decided some, some, now to start doing this? sort of encourage that shit. Like they're I, like, come on. They sort of clap along sort of thing to try to get the audience going. Okay, if, we, if it's We Will Rock You or something where there's clapping in the song. Okay, right. sure. Clap along. Like, you know, fill your boots. But like, don't fucking start clapping along to like uh, Rocket Man by, you know, Dave Bowie or something. You know, or... <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Don't start clapping. <laughs> clapping. It's a it sad smells song. like Teen Spirit. What are you doing? By Savage Garden, for Christ's sake. What are you doing? Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? There's some cer certain songs it's okay to clap to, and I'd say most of them it's not okay to clap along to a song, okay? Uh, if you're if you're 55 years old and you're clapping along to a song at a concert or whatever, hey, you need some reevaluation needs to be done here. I think like that's uh, not it's not good. It's not a good. You look. can you can clap along to like some some German folk music. You know what yes. I mean? What are the schlagers or whatever they're called? Sure. Like that's kind of thing where you're like, clap along. That's that's the vibe. But if it's just a song, why are you clapping? Why are you clapping? I, I don't need to hear that. Shut up and let them play. Yeah. Let them play. We I'm, should do that in classical music, just to just to rub their faces in it, those classical music twats. Turn up to some concert, everybody starts clapping. Whey! Like that. Let's see how you like it. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Um, coming back to the topic of uh, comedy and uh, what you think is funny and not, uh, I started watching a show that was recommended to me on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave, which mm. is like, uh, it's like uh, American sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I've watched, I'm, I'm halfway through season two, and overall I'd say I've enjoyed it, but it's very hit and miss for me. It is very hit and miss. Yeah, Some yeah. of them I find absolutely hilarious. Um, and some of them I just find not funny at all. Did you watch like, series one? Yes, I watched all of series so one. So yeah. one of my favorite sketches from that is the one where the, the, 
there's been a car crash in a clothing store. Oh, the hot and dog it's, car. It's a hot dog car. Yes. And everyone's like, who did this? And <laughs> yes. he's in a hot dog costume. He's yes. like, yeah, who crashed this car? And I, I mean, I, I thought I that was when, hilarious. I love when the other guy was like, well, this guy's dressed like a hot dog as well. <laughs> but it was just a suit. It was a suit the same color as his. Yeah, that fucking, that shit was really funny. I thought that, that was, was fucking funny. funny. Yeah. But then there were some sketches, like you said, that are just like either just incredibly cringy, awkward. He's saying some unbelievably awful thing yeah. in, in a, the wrong setting. And I think I, I don't find that particularly funny. Like I've no. never really enjoyed that. It's too, it's too crude. I don't mind crude humor, but it's too, sometimes it's like too, too crude, but like not, not, not at all funny either. I don't know. It's just, it, it almost feels like it's trying too hard. But then yeah. there's just these moments of greatness where you 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 can sort of see yeah. past all that. Like uh, my favorite one from season one was the episode where they're in the in the restaurant and the guy starts choking. But he's because he's so starstruck about the guy that made the belt that he's wearing who's at the same table he doesn't want to like make a big deal about the fact that he's choking like his friend is like <laughs> yeah. offering to call the ambulance and stuff he's like no no he's like he's like fucking dying he's choking uh that was really funny i love I, that i one. really like the um the one with ebenezer scrooge where the skeletons keep coming through <laughs> yeah the, that was the, yeah that was bizarre yeah that was really funny though that was that was so weird but yeah. really funny and but I, the one where the one where the guys making up a song on the spot like oh, the, the yeah. band yeah, yeah, and that... he's the bones are their money, <laughs> yes, stuff like that, yeah. and ruining it. I just yeah. thought those oh, are yeah. so so funny. Some of them are very funny, but then yeah. some of them are just absolute. Turkeys. I also really like the one. It, it could have gone the other way for me, big time. But I really like the one. With the, the the like has this ever happened to you? The lawyer. Has this ever happened to you? Yeah, Bunch yeah. Of guys come around. And yeah, yeah. Your house? And the thing is, if it was just him riffing and inventing all this shit without the actors playing it out it would not have been funny at all right but right, the right. fact that you had those guys doing turbo time and jumping <laughs> on the couches and stuff and, and then the, the the joke toilet for farts only and it's a stuff toilet for farts oh yeah. man i was laughing so hard but yeah. like also again context matters uh, a lot of the time i'm watching this whilst my kids are going to sleep so i'm on my ipad <laughs> with headphones trying not to laugh so yeah. the really funny stuff comes up and it's just like you're you feel like you're a 10 year old in school again at yeah, the back yeah. of the class but trying I, not I, to laugh. I, I seem to recall watching this with my girlfriend and she didn't find it funny at all. Yeah, and well, it was I know like it really is. hard. I was like I was like laughing, but then like I'd look over and she would not be laughing at all. She'd be like on her phone, like rolling her eyes, and I'd be like uh No, I mean it is like that. It's a bit like uh it, it's kinda it feels a lot like like Tim and Eric humor, which is again not for everybody. Like uh, some of the sketch, some of the sketches that I I found funny in um, I think you should leave. I showed my wife, and she also found them very funny. But like I won't show her the whole thing because I know that she just won't have time for like the yeah, unfunny yeah. stuff, and it's it's not fair to make somebody sit through all of that. You know, just... it kind of puts you off. Um, like I think if especially if you watch a show and like the first sketch is so bad that you're just like this is just awful. Yeah, it's really hard to win people back over yeah. to thinking oh actually this is quite funny. And sort of give like imagine if you were a stand-up comedian, you came out and your first three jokes were abysmal. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good your fourth joke is. No, no. Like the audience is turned off. It's like, hard to get people it. to stick around, isn't it? You have It must to be, be it must be fucking hard being a comedian. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. Oh, well, a lot God. of them are not all of them, but I like there's definitely 
like a theme of like depression and stuff in a lot of comedians, right? Because I think, yeah, and I think, you know, probably it's, it's, it's like personality stuff, but also just the nature of what they're trying to do. They, they probably just feel like shit a lot of the time because I'd imagine that when things go really well, they go really well, you're untouchable. But then when, you know, you have a bad show and things flop or whatever, you must take it so badly. It must suck. It must really suck. And you're alone. You are alone. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's the crazy thing. You're just dying up there. Nobody's laughing and stuff. It's, Have you watched Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? I have, yeah. Again, I haven't watched all of them though, because I just... Some of the comedians, either I don't know and I don't right. really want to, to invest in, in finding out about them through that show, or some of them I just don't find funny enough to, <laughs> right. to watch. They are very hit and miss yeah, episodes, very. aren't they? But the weird thing yeah. is for me, is anytime they talk about comedy, Jerry Seinfeld will say, it's the hardest job in the world. Hands down the hardest job in the world. And I'm thinking, probably the hardest, well, it must be one of yeah, the hardest Yeah, I don't to, think to, Jerry Seinfeld's ever worked on an oil rig, so what the <laughs> right, fuck Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking, I, I don't think it is the hardest job in the no. world, but it's certainly the job where there are the fewest qualified it's people. the hardest job he's ever done he's been a comedian since he was 12 so i mean you know but it, i mean how many comedians are there there's not that many good no, comedians. true it's true yeah so i think it's very hard to succeed at but i definitely think it's ridiculous to say this is the hardest job in the world i, don't, I, I, I would love it if someone was listening to that while they're doing like open heart surgery on yeah. someone or brain surgery or something or, yeah. yeah or they're like in a, in a small african village with no running water <laughs> right. they've got to like you know be the doctor for two thousand yeah, and they're villages like, yeah. Or something. Well, at I, least i'm not Jesus. a stand-up comedian I, I gotta say i don't like the uh, the way that jerry seinfeld kind of takes it so seriously and like tries to science like the comedy you know like his his sort of analysis of the whole thing is, is for me just a little bit off-putting i i don't i don't like i don't like that too much like i get there is it. a bit of that he's though. very he's very successful like clearly knows what he's doing and stuff but there's like, a formula though there is there is a formula and there is a there is a science behind it i think a lot of people do this do these comics do study comedy sure. and have yeah. to figure out you know but also they do a lot of testing i think that's the other thing which is is really obvious yeah that yeah any 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 good act that you see has been tested for a year on little small audiences and then they've recorded it and taken out the bits that didn't get a laugh and put the bits sure. in that did yeah, get a laugh course. and ad-libbed and modified and changed. And that's why, you know, when you say to someone who's, if you say to a comedian, I'll make a joke then, they're like, well, I can, I've, I've got like my hour of material that I'm using and has been very carefully prepared for the next, you know, that's going to be my touring material for the next year. Right. I'm going to do it over and over again. Do you know what I mean? It's it's but I have to make it feel authentic and like I'm telling these jokes for the first time. There's God, a whole yeah. there's a whole science to yeah, it. Yeah, right? for sure. It's meant. Do you know what was funny? This is odd. We're talking about this the other day. Popped up on YouTube for some reason. Louis C.K. at George Carlin's wake, like the funeral or whatever. <clears throat> now you know this is. I'm not talking about Louis C.K. I don't want to get into all that stuff. But as a comedian, he was very funny, and I thought Louis was a really funny show and all the rest of it. Yeah. And the the interesting thing is, is he had been around forever, and if you look back at a lot of 90s comedy stuff Louis C.K. pops up occasionally on on shows like he's just there in the background not making it he's not big nobody knows who the fuck he is and the reason for that is that he spent 12 years I think he said touring with the same material honing it a little bit same like hour of material that he, he also had five minutes he had 15 minutes you know he had these sets that he worked on and they were terrible and he wasn't getting anywhere and nobody really liked it. And he was playing these terrible gigs, like just at a restaurant. Yeah. Everyone would be eating and they would just turn up at the restaurant and say, hey, and just start doing comedy, which is fucking, that is a tough room. 
And he said that he spoke to George Carlin and said, because he saw that George Carlin was bringing out a special every year. And he said to him, how the fuck do you do it? And he said, well, all I do is I do my year on tour, hone the material. And at the end of the year, I've got it just how I like it. We do the special and then I throw all of it out and start again. And he's like, what do you mean? It's taken me 12 years to build up this, this, you know, hour of comedy that I've got. And he realized if it's not fucking working, why am I sticking with this hour of comedy? So he just yeah. binned it off and started again. Yeah. And then became successful from there. Like actually started saying stuff he wanted to say rather than trying to tailor it to what he thinks audiences will like. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. It is interesting for sure. I like, um, I don't know if you've watched much about or like I'm, I'm sure you know about Richard Pryor, but there's, there's a couple of good documentaries about just his life and lead up to him becoming crazy childhood very very famous and uh it, it again very interest like just just very like a very interesting person to watch a documentary on and um just an interest a very interesting time as well in which he he sort of came up and his background yeah. and everything i think he said um, he grew up where he grew up was like a really really weird environment well, a lot of people around him were like musicians or well like he grew up in a, in a whorehouse yeah <laughs> yeah he was raised just, in a whorehouse yeah. all of these people <clears throat> and i think that's why if you look at richard Pryor, he he has this ability to transform himself into another character for a bit, whether it's like Mudbone or one of his sort of famous characters or whether it's just a story that he's telling. I think it's... Because obviously he was watching these people yeah. for so long as a kid and probably very quiet because he's not a big guy. He's like a little skinny kid watching these people and just absorbing their mannerisms and the humor of it and sticking it into his comedy. I think I think a lot of the time those kind of people, like you said, they're depressed or they're like, I know Chris Rock um, was apparently really badly bullied at school. He was the only black kid in his school. Comedy for a lot of these guys is an escape. So yeah. I think a lot of the time they're made rather than, you know, your sort of comedian is made by their environment and how they grew up and what they had to do. Yeah. And some of them are just sort of fell into it because they just found that they were really funny and smart. But a lot of them, the really great comedians, I think, were sort of made that way by their environment with anything else. For sure. Oh, yeah. I really don't like Ed Byrne. Ed Byrne. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a fan I really either. don't like Ed Byrne. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> go back... Going back, so uh, this week, by the way, I thought I'd fill you in on something really interesting that I did. It's a friend's birthday, and we drove a couple of hours into the Cotswolds to this little, like, hobby zoo, it feels like, called Crocodiles in the crocodiles of the world you can look it up it's near to actually it's near to clarkson's farm so why not make a day of it oh, um, fuck me, man. you know you can go to you can go to the the diddly squat farm shop and also crocodiles of the world so it's this little kind of feels like some rich guy or you know like kind of or, or animal enthusiast set right. up this sort of i guess a sanctuary it's quite small it's quite it's quite weird. It's basically a very, very hot uh, warehouse. <laughs> really hot with loads of crocodiles in it. But they've also got some Galapagos turtles. Um, tortoises. I can't remember which one is it. Is it tortoise? It's tor yeah, I guess they're tortoises, it's the, yeah. yeah. And they're the, they're the huge ones. They're like the biggest ones yeah. uh, in the world. And my friend is a big fan of tortoises. Uh, so how do they, how do they him... define themselves as a big fan of, of tortoises? Yeah, do they own one? Because I do. Yeah, they own one. Uh, they've also got a bunch of other reptiles, like a snake and a... So is uh... this the magnet person? Is this the magnet? Yes, Yeah, I same fucking person. knew it right away. There you go. Carry on. <laughs> well, who is this fucking magnet person who collects reptiles in your life? I'll introduce I'd... you. Okay. He's lovely. Right. He's nice. Well, his name's Tom, which is awkward because oh, everyone else is Tom in my life. Tom. Jesus. I know. 
Christ. So so we went went here and obviously for his birthday we got him this present which was you get to hang out with the Galapagos turtles and feed them and like you know and meet them basically, right? Right. So we, we get our wellies in and we go and then we have like a safety talk and they're like blah 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 it's like you have to wear these steel toe cap wellies because if they step on your foot apparently it's very heavy yeah uh, not only that but they will like properly bite your finger if you're not careful so you have to not you have to be a little bit careful with them because their jaws are quite strong yeah right? well they're so huge I, yeah I was like I, I didn't really know what to expect um, so we go into this little um, sort of enclosure they've got for them and immediately these giant turtles like they're they're you know they're they're very big like they're huge i've got to post a picture later um on on instagram but um they're huge they, they came barreling at us okay but then as soon as they reached us they like they like froze um put like stood up as tall as they could and just like was was stock still and apparently it's a behavior because they have no natural predators on the galapagos islands yeah. um they automatically want to be like like i guess not tickled but they the um the finches that come down and like um nip off the dead skin and the bugs and stuff land on them they like all the little animals surrounding them basically right and it's obviously just it's called finching the behavior and they just stand there <laughs> like so they're so docile and you can like give them a pat and a stroke and tickle them and they they seem to really love it and then they'll just eat like lettuce out of your hand if you're careful and man they they're like it was amazing so i thought they were going to be a bit snappy a bit like pushy a bit i don't know just a bit aggressive yeah but they're just so like chill mm-hmm. um they're like so docile like like it's kind of kind of sad in the sense that they're obviously it's very anytime you go to anywhere it's always tinged with sadness that this fucking animal's die now or this this these fish are being choked by ring pulls and yeah. plastic pollution and Jeremy you know I mean? it's like you can't go to a zoo without everyone telling you that these crocodiles are being made into bags these crocodiles are being made into shoes you know these crocodiles are this is the these are the last ones you know it's pretty it's pretty awful the God. Whole, you know but it is nice to see the animals and these these turtles obviously very endangered but you can see why and it's because they're so they so trusting. No, they have no survival instinct. They have absolutely none whatsoever. So like, wait, so I, they had no predators on the Galapagos? No, nothing. So they were the top of the their, food chain. What kept their population down? It, they, it, it didn't. They were all over the place. There were loads of them. Well, people people were trying to transport them back to England and stuff and then eating them along the way, weren't they? That, that yeah, famously so they, with they can, Galapagos yeah. tortoises. Yeah, Apparently yeah. their meat is very nice. But <laughs> that's, why, um, that's why none of them made it back apparently yeah, yeah. yeah well they got eaten on the way they were like you know yeah, what? well the king, they the just king would like this but uh we could just eat it <laughs> yeah. oh yes good idea Captain. pretty much i was going to say the same like, thing yeah they, they stacked them up and just nommed them all. apparently i don't know if that's true but the thing is they because they're so rare and old as well the one that i met was they didn't even know how old he was they said 80 to 100 years um or more it could be older because when they pick them up off the galapagos they don't know how old they are and it's been you know, if it's if it's a hundred years old, you know, no one's checking. They have they weren't breeding them back in you know the nineteen twenties for us to know. So it's it's really it's kind of interesting to to see animals that are. He's 
Oh, man, it's just so cool. It was so cool meeting this Galapagos turtle. I had a really great time. I didn't think I would, would be as endeared to it as I was. But I think I was just just surprised by how he didn't give a fuck um, and was just like really friendly. So because you, you I think like you understand that with domesticated animals, they've been trained right. to and bred to, to behave a yeah. certain way. But this clearly isn't that, you know, it's a wild animal. But his behavior, I guess, is not through his reaction to humans. It's more through natural reaction of I'm the biggest thing on this island you know i don't know nothing can fuck with me right type thing and apparently even like when you know that all the invasive species of the dogs and rats and cats and stuff getting on the island they don't even fuck with the big tails at all i mean or, what are you gonna do like genuinely well, apparently like yeah like apparently because they'll squash you like they'll just they'll just step on you and you'll be dead and then they'll eat you. oh man apparently. i had a terrible um, dream yesterday on the topic of rats sorry to derail them what that's you right. i want to hear about this i was i walked through my backyard and and um, it was at night because I'd heard something outside. So I was walking in my backyard and then uh, I took one step into my backyard and it made some noise. This is a dream. Yeah, this is the dream. Right. And uh, there's like <laughs> somehow there's a trench at the back of my backyard that's not actually there. And um, I looked over at the trench and it was like filling up with rats. They were coming like from under the fence and running towards that's me. Terrifying. And I started running away. Yeah, I didn't want to. And then uh, I think one of them bit me, but I didn't. I didn't look at my foot to see if I'd been bitten. I had like a status indicator (laughs) (laughs) saying that I had a rat bite. So maybe, man, Uh I think I've been playing too many video games, but I don't know where the rats come from. But have you been killing rats in uh, in an MMO? And this is your brain telling you maybe no, no, I don't think no, not overly. Like I just something something deep in my brain just decided. Like it felt like a bit of a mix of like maybe zomboid and something else in that dream. But yeah, it was really weird. Do you go, uh, do then, you guys remember yeah. this is this is almost certainly before your time the, uh, there was a, an author called James Herbert who wrote a lot of books in the 70s and 80s there were a bunch of them Sean Huston was another guy uh that were like horror novels and uh Frank Herbert's most famous is The Rats which is about James Herbert Frank Herbert Sorry different. James Herbert correction James Herbert I get my Herberts mixed up all the time right, he, me too. he wrote this book called The Rats which is about lo- like the UK being overrun by these killer rats and right. it's incredibly graphic it's incredibly similar to that dream very similar that's what made me think of it and i thought maybe sips had been reading the rats but no he, i have he, not he read the not. rats and actually now that you mention it i will not be reading the rats either um <laughs> i'm just gonna look up to a know. list of sean huston's books the here's one called spawn oh there's one man. called uh the he did the uk novelization of the terminator oh um oh. he did one called the skull slugs oh. was probably his most famous which is about <laughs> a group of killer slugs man right. i'm gonna have to read these you, you, they are they are hilariously i've awful. been reading some old sci-fi lately and i've really been enjoying it but sometimes it's really out of touch these old sci-fi right like Very. for example um there was there was this book i was reading it was written in i think 1963 or something like that and obviously they hadn't sent the probes up to Mars at that point, and they didn't know that Marsh Martians didn't exist. Um, they, 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 it was still this. So, but, the, but it was set twenty years in the future. So it was set in sort of eighty five or ni- nineteen ninety. You know, yeah. written in nineteen sixty three. They were all talking about Martians as if they were a thing. And of course, actually, you know, the book almost within five years or something. It hadn't been very long after the book had been out that we'd actually got some pretty good quality. I think it was 
I think it was Voyager or something, one of the, or one of the missions in the 70, early 70s that saw that there definitely weren't Martians. But up until that point, I guess that it was just in the popular consciousness that it was, it was the easiest way to describe aliens as Martians, you know, and yeah. to write this whole story about people coming from Mars. And, and I mean, it was, a, it was a fine book, but it just didn't need the Mars aspect. You know, it could have just been like aliens from anywhere. Do you know what I mean? It, could have, it didn't have to, they didn't have to be from Mars, but it, because it, it sort of dated itself massively by this, with this idea. So yeah, it's really interesting to look at these, read these old books through the, and, and look at when they were written and try and think about that stuff because it really, it really influences them. And I'm, yeah, I'm having a, a lot of fun reading these old books because they're actually a lot shorter these old old sci-fi and horror books that than the modern books you know you read a Brandon Sanderson book it's like it's like reading a fucking it's like reading 10 old books <laughs> it's, it's, they're massive do you, do you know what I mean like I mean even Lord of the Rings that was three books originally you know I mean nowadays that's just a normal book isn't it Lord of the Rings yeah um, anyway I had that to say the other thing I was thinking about was uh Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Oh, here and, we go. We're back. And UK glamour models, right? As a result, because when we were young, before the internet, we had big pillowy-breasted women who showed their breasts <laughs> in men's magazines. We did, aka and the good old days. <laughs> the good old days, and they were a very specific type of British woman. They and looked I like if extras still going. from Benny Hill, like. Just relatively small waisted, but that wasn't that important. Big bosoms, big happy smiles, big hair because it was the eighties, and yeah, there, there was a type like that was. They all had to basically fit the mold of like like Sam Fox. If you look at Sam Fox from the eighties, she was like the, the the archetypal. This is what hot women look like. Sam Fox, and then Baywatch was like exactly the same. Blam, blam, blam. That's pretty much it. Huge boobs. I think they still uh, exist in the form of footballers' wives now. These sort of famous for just having big, big, voluptuous bosoms. I don't think there's as many women who are just famous for their boobs as there were back in the 80s. But I think you can still make a living for it. If, oh, if I'm you're, sure, Lewis. I'm just saying. A... <laughs> but I mean, there's a million of these women out there now but, doing, doing but porn. But these days with, with porn and OnlyFans, it's, it's such an innocent thing, though, the glamour model thing. You know, it's like, it's just the boobs. Um, it's just a, a big smiley face. It's just pictures. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's 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 very... It is an it's a mark from a more innocent time, is what I'm saying. You know, yeah. nowadays now. you could there's a, there's someone's stepsister is dressed as a character from Overwatch, and they're like <laughs> I don't know doing some really weird stuff. Uh, You're right; it's lost its innocence. <laughs> oh man, I sound like the biggest boomer in the world, but I don't want to get graphic, is what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you know uh, there was a time, and I, I just I know. Some people like the more the, the more titillating thing where they don't see anything. Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's it's hotter for them to have all the clothes on type thing. Um, I just I just I just for some reason you talking about Zoe Deschanel because she was that girl next door. She had a classic. She had that sort of innocent, cutesy look about her. Right. She was that meant was, to be the kind of quirky girlfriend. I think was kind of what. She yeah, was, yeah, and she was in the romantic comedy as that you know that girlfriend material. And I think being what however old she is 40, 41 or forty two, I think now it's it's like around the age that is you know that's like. It's like our, that, our generation. That's quirky mum vibe rather than quirky girlfriend vibe, right? At that age. Yeah, it is now. Yeah, I'm surprised she's not doing more like 
movies as a mum? There must be roles, maybe, but maybe not. You're maybe right, but, it's just. But I think the biggest question you've got to ask is: Can she act? Like, was her whole shtick? Look at me, I'm just cute the and big adorable, doe eyes or, and like, yeah. but actually can't act in a very interesting way. I think that's the reason quite a few uh, of these young people that are in movies. So it does. It does happen to women an awful lot more where there's a gap where they're like they're not allowed to be the love interest anymore because God forbid they're forty. I mean, if you're a dude. You can have a 30-year-old girlfriend in a movie and no one's meant to blink. Like, if you look at In the Line of Fire with, with fucking Clint Eastwood, he's a million years old in that movie. And um, Rene... Was it Rene Russo? I think was his girlfriend. Hold on. In the Line of Fire, which was a movie that came out in... Uh, ooh, let me think. 1993? And it's got Clint Eastwood and Rene Russo. So she... So he was born in, uh, hold on a sec, just let me do this because this, this matters to me, this is important. So Clint Eastwood <laughs> was born in 1930, Rene Russo was born in 1954. So she is 24 years his junior, but in the movie, there's no doubt that it, she's attracted to him immediately. Like, th this happens in, in Hollywood movies. The dude can be any age, but the woman has to be a certain age. At the very least, she has to be 20 to 30 years younger than than the man for us to genuinely believe that he would be interested in her. That's the thing that happens in Hollywood all the time. So I think that's the issue that people well, have. Well, there's a feedback loop as well because we've seen it so much that now we see two people who are the same age getting married and you're thinking, wow, she's old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's not it's right, weird. man. It's not right. So I think a lot of yeah. women like Zoe Deschanel who've been actors and had success, they were sort of, oh yeah, we'd love you, Zoe. You're going to play the cute love interest who's kind of ditzy and can sing and surprise everyone. Oh my goodness, she can sing as well. Great. And then you get 10 years of that. And then it's like, what have you got for me? Eh, no, nah, we found someone else that can fill that role now. So you'll have to wait until you're in your 60s. And then it'll be like, oh, wow, Zoe Deschanel, she still looks great. And you can come out of the woodwork and act again. Now you can play the <laughs> hot mum, basically, uh, when you're when you're older. Yeah, that's how it works. I don't think there's any way around it. And it's inevitable that, that we are going to fall into the same pitfall trap. Uh, well, once uh, honestly, audiences, we audiences are, not are funny. a problem. Audiences are a problem. They, they'll accept this shit. Stop accepting it if you don't like it. Don't watch. But apparently a lot of people do like it and do accept it. So Love it or leave it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, sure. I don't know why that applies, but yes. Well, you know, it's just a famous quote from a famous movie. I don't know if you remember a little movie called Born on the Fourth of July. Maybe. <laughs> right. That's what it's from. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. That uh, took a bit of a tangent at the end there when I just yeah. dropped it's in. A, it's called a callback, Lewis. It's in pillowy boobs. Man, just well, thinking about them for some reason. Just, just thinking those... about pillowy boobs. <laughs> it's, well, it's good to think about. Um, it's all yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I think it's a nice, 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 nice thought to end the uh, podcast on. Absolutely, uh, everyone likes who doesn't set of big titties, <laughs> big pillowy boobs, <laughs> just a big titties. Yeah, all right, well, there you go. That is the podcast for today. <laughs> yes, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks new for listening on Spotify. Uh, new Wednesday. episodes on Spotify every Wednesday. He just said that. Do I need to say it as well? He just said that. New episodes available. <laughs> Spotify on Wednesday. I, think, I don't think you should be playing Final Fantasy uh, next week when we do this. I wasn't playing this it the whole time, but I was, I was playing hard. it a little bit at the end. <laughs> oh, I, know you, I know you are now, I can tell. You're on like auto repeat. It's like, a, it's like talking to an answer phone. Oh, All right. man, man. Bye, everyone. Okay. Bye. See you soon. Bye.